Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigorito. This is Don Strzok. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Cola. It's Dr. Zamp from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician, Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. <laughs> Join us now as we talk Dolphins football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening, everybody. I'm your host, Pat Catello. We'll be joined alongside Rich Van Zant. As uh, we come to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, and uh, not a very uh, pleasant one for uh, Dolphin fans. Uh, Dolphins fall to one and four uh, as they get obliterated in uh, Tampa Bay, 45 to 17. I think most people were not presumptuous in thinking that the Dolphins were going to come out of there with a victory, but I would say this is probably worst-case scenario of what you thought could happen and what everybody wanted to avoid. I think if the Dolphins go in there and, and maybe they lose, you know, uh, a competitive game, uh, you know, by a touchdown or so, you know, you live with it, you keep it. But this is this is just the tailspin that's just continuing downward and uh, getting worse and worse uh, as it goes on. Um, Jacoby Brissett, 27 for 39, 275, two touchdowns, one interception, hurt his hamstring, came out, then was carted back. <laughs> they got the ride back onto the field. Rich said it was like Willis Reed without the results. Uh, just, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Miles Gaskin, uh, probably your bright spot for sure of the whole thing. Um, five for 25 on the ground, but he was 10 for 74, uh, receiving in two touchdowns. First Dolphin receiver uh, to have 10 catches uh, along with two touchdowns in a game. Um, Preston Williams, 3 for 60, was your second uh, leading receiver. Gusecki had 4 for 43. And Waddle, uh, two catches for 31 yards, in case you're interested in those stats. Uh, On the other side, uh, Tom Brady, 30 for 41, 411 yards, and five touchdowns with no interceptions. First time in his illustrious career that he has went over 400 yards and thrown five touchdowns. Let me repeat that. It's the first time, first time in his illustrious career, in case you thought there was any more accolades that needed to go on the resume. Uh, he had always counted on the Miami Dolphins to, to produce one. Uh, Antonio Brown, seven for 124, two touchdowns, two touchdowns, and absolutely obliterated uh, Xavier Howard uh, on the day. And Mike Evans also uh, topped the 100 mark, six catches for 113, and also with two touchdowns. And don't kid yourself, Leonard Fournette with 12 uh, carries for 67, uh, very strong yards on the ground with one touchdown was a dominant as well. So. Uh, that is, in a nutshell, what we're looking at. And I'm going to uh, 
uh, send the, the bat signal up uh, to Rich. Uh, Rich, first time in Tom Brady's illustrious career that he's able to set another milestone. Help me, Rich. Help me, Rich. Trouble oh, in River boy. City. Well, I, think, I think we could have thrown three against them yesterday, you know, maybe not five, you know, the way that defense yeah. is. How hard could it be, you know? Yeah. Basically, you yeah, guys were it. wide open, you know? It was ugly, yeah. yeah. This team is a disgrace. It's not even funny anymore. It's not fun to watch. They're uninspired. The talent isn't there. I mean, it, it's, it's an absolute disgrace, you know? And, I, you know, I don't know. So now we got to wait for somebody else's five-year plan coming next year? You know, really? You know, it's insane. It doesn't well, get any better. Certainly seem like you're on that road. Yeah, you know, there, there's no doubt about that. You know, I I, I have thoughts. I don't think it's going to be uh, you know, coming as quickly as you think. But I, I said, and I stand by, you know, this Jacksonville game Sunday you know, obviously is the turning point in the road. Uh, if if they lose to an undefeated Jacksonville team with the Ur- Urban Meyer uh, scandal going on and, and the way they've been playing, uh, if they lose that game, you know, Jacksonville, uh, this is well, going to be ugly. Listen, you know what? Yeah, Jacksonville has lost 20 in a row. So we could, we could stop that streak, too. Yeah, which we've been known to do a lot. Right? Oh, I mean, this team oh, finds ways of yeah of just doing these things. Well, I gotta be honest with you. You play like you play like you did the last two weeks. You can't beat anybody. Okay, yeah. I'll say it right now. No chance. They don't have a prayer if they play like they played against the Colts or the Tampa Bay next week. Last week, there is no chance they're beating Jacksonville. Yeah, it's not far fetched. It's not out of the realm. Yeah. I mean, they're slight favorites no. in this game, and and you know as well as yeah. I do. I mean, let's be honest. Jacksonville's playing better than them right now. They're playing better. They're not playing great, but they're playing yeah. better than the Dolphins at this juncture. They're competitive. They're not getting yeah. blown they, out like the. We've gotten blown out now. You know, two. two, two we have four losses. We got blown out twice. Right. Well, we well, we don't have a chance. Yeah, I mean, we have we have four losses. We've been uh, obliterated twice, right? Yeah. I mean, we yep. we we've really, you know, uh, the, I mean, the thirty-five nothing shellacking by Buffalo and this forty-five seventeen. I mean, those are Super Bowl scores from the uh, early eighties. I mean, yeah. that, that's just ridiculous, about, right? You know, the only thing, the only bright spot is Flores says he's concerned a little about the performance. Oh, well, that makes me sleep better. That makes me sleep better. Yeah. He's concerned. Yeah, yeah I mean, I listen, people got garbage thrown in their lawns for less. <laughs> <laughs> you got that, huh? All right. You picked that up in the beginning. That a boy. That's my boy. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, I'll tell you, uh, there's no doubt. One of the things, and I'm gonna, I guess I'll bring this up early because I have a bunch of stuff, to, but the first thing I want to go over with you, don't know if you've heard this, but Tua's trainer has come out today, and, uh, or, right. and, and he made a, he tweeted, made a statement, uh, you know, just basically bashing Flores and, and just saying how, you know, what an unfair um, uh, situation Tua has been in and, and, and how unfair to, uh, you know, Flores has been and, and, and the organization, the way that they have treated him. Um, but basically, you know, the, the, the thing that's come out of this whole thing is, you know, there's no communication, but more than that, 
you can't even talk to Flores. I mean, the man, you know, it's, uh, and listen, I don't say this with personal experience, but from what everybody's saying, he's a very difficult guy to get along with. I mean, he's basically been fighting with a lot of people outside, you know, media and all that. Uh, and, you know, you, you, you can't talk to him. He doesn't get along with most people. And the comment that he made was, so just imagine what it's like playing for him. That's where the two a trainer comment went, you know. And so, and, and I think there is some credence to that. And I think it comes down to, like we've, I've said this for years and years and years, it all comes down to your organization. The way that they have a hierarchy and they treat their fans like garbage, they treat everybody else like they're beneath them, and you know what? It doesn't work. It's great when you have success to a high level, but let's be honest. I I don't even see that the way that that goes on. New England doesn't treat their fans like that. They don't treat, you know, it's the Patriot organization that definitely, you know, has problems with the media and they think they're above, but they still treat their fans a lot different. Kraft treats his fans a lot different. This organization, and I've said it, 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 it's been going on uh, right right after the Wanstatt era. You know, it's almost like when, when Ireland came in there. It just, the whole hierarchy, like their, their area 51, you know, it's, it's run like that. Like, you know, they, nobody knows what goes on in the buildings. Everybody's got to be at length. Like, this team is, is making reservations for new Super Bowl trophies every year. I mean, they act like they are achieving so much. It's, it's Russ. It's not, it wasn't once. That's Russ. Ever thinks he's owned the team, this team has been, been the bottom of the barrel. He, you know, he doesn't know how, anything about sports. There's anything about football. Terrible owner. You know, great. He's got a lot of money, but all he cares about is making money for himself. And it's so obvious. You know, the, the, you know the the circus that he brought to town with the dopey celebrity freaking ownership where they got one percent. You know, to start the thing, mm-hmm. a nightclub in the stadium. I mean, come on. Does that translate to winning? I mean, give me a break. All he cares about is hosting Super Bowls, and the man will never be in one. You know, that's all it is. So, and proof case, for that, Mr. Mr. Ross, with all your yeah. participation trophies, you know, get the hell out of yeah. here. This guy's and, a joke. You know? And pr- joke. proof of that is the fact that once again, once again, you're traveling to London to play a game at 930 in the morning. Of course. I mean, that's the, just yep. uh, okay, you did it. You did it. Every year, this team is in line. It's almost like, try Mikey. He'll eat it. You know? I mean, it's, it's like. We've gone more. And we've gone more than anybody else. There's yeah, no for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, yeah. we're, we're the doormats of the NFL. They know it. They know that the, yep. the Dolphins are, are the, you know, we know we got them. And the Jacksonville Jaguars have no choice, you know, so they'll go too. I mean, you, you, you know, it's just, it just, it seems simple. And it seems like it's not a big thing, but it's a huge thing. Because it just goes to show where it stands. And the more, you know, uh, Garfunkel comes on and acts like the on the field is is, is important. It's so transparent that it's not. You're running this team like a business. You know, it's like your corporation. And, you know, the things that you're placing on priority are not the things that are going to give you enough success. Uh, You know, and it's been going on for a long time now, like you said. I mean, this is not something that... Who does Ross hire to, to be his president of the team? Garfunkel. Where's Garfunkel come from? Baseball. Really? 
You're hiring a baseball executive to run a football team. It's it's idiotic. It's like when we draft a guard to play tackle. It's the same philosophy, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly uh, a lot of decisions that this team makes that are contrary to what they need, and, and I understand where you're coming with, with the, you know, uh, this, this changing all the time. I mean, you need a cornerback, so let's draft a wide receiver and change him. You know, uh, yeah. a la Tony Lippett, you know, and then, you know. Yeah, we, how'd that work out? <laughs> Where, where's Tony Lippett now? I mean, how'd that work out, guys? You morons. Yeah. Absolute idiots. You know, they're, they're just clowns. I mean, look. Not for nothing. Chris Greer, terrible drafts he's had. You know, he's had a few a few guys are on the nose. But I mean, come on, you didn't address your running back situation two years in a row with multiple picks in the first round. Uh, you know, Tom Brady had more yards rushing in the first half than we did. Well, let me stop you there for a second, because uh, you know, if he has hit a couple on the nose, and I'm not so sure about that, but if he has, he's traded them away. And this is why I was. This is why I was kind of, you know, so yeah. aggravated. I mean, let, let's go through it. The guy's had uh, uh, on his six. I think he's had six first round selections, right? So he's drafted Tunzel, okay, Charles Harris, Minka, Wilkins, Tua, Austin Jackson, Waddle, and Jalen Phillips. Okay, Laramie Tunzel, I think, was a you know he, he turned out to be a very good offensive lineman, and they got a lot in trade for him. But my problem was you have problems with the offensive line. You you got somebody out of there, and now you're giving them away. I had problems with Jawani James too. I don't know uh, you know where his career may be at this standpoint, but that doesn't mean it's where it would have been if he would have stayed there. But I just felt like they instead of solving the line, you know, gave away all these you know uh, guys and, and started. Over and you drafted more offensive linemen. Like, you know, you, you got Austin Jackson now to replace one of them that you already drafted. All right? So be it. And what do they Nico's... do continuously? What do they do consistently? They go out on a free agent market to sign a cornerback. Byron, Byron Jones, right? That, that before that was McDonald. But then they draft more. You know what I mean? It makes no sense. Constantly. Constantly. Like, I mean, they're money at defensive backfield. Back... And, and, hey, if our defensive backs were stopping everybody... I understand. Okay, great. You did a great job there. They throw all that money at it, and they still get posted for 498 yards. You know? Yeah, well, this goes, you know, it's exactly what I was saying. Like, you draft Minka Fitzpatrick, okay? Minka Fitzpatrick's a good ball player. Okay, he wanted out and whatever. If he hit on the head there, so be it. But what did you do? You you basically got rid of him, and you draft Javon Holland. So it's like you got rid of him, and you drafted another. And And this guy may not be. You know, the guy, I don't know. He has certainly has had problems up to this point. Uh, we know what Noah Ibnogany, you know, he's not even playing. I mean, he's playing as much no, as you no. are, Rich. And uh, Charles Harris, we know where that went. I mean, you drafted him, you wound up trading him. What, did you get a seventh-round pick for him? I think you got a seventh-round pick for Charles Harris. I know. It's a joke. Well, Wilkins, yeah, right. Wilkins is a good ball player. I mean, he's he's fine there, but you know, I mean, uh, it, 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 there's only so much an interior lineman's going to do, you know, when you're at no. a team like this that you draft high. Um, and now, and, and I guess it's all going to come down to, uh, you know, Tua. I mean, Tua is your 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 quarterback pick. That's the guy. You know, you, I just found it very strange with all this going on. We talked about last week how, uh, you know, Flores now, you know, is coming out saying how much he liked uh, Herbert. 
It doesn't make any sense to me. It puts a lot of this on no. Greer. But, but, Rich, let me throw this at you, okay? Let me throw this at you. I understand everybody, you know, pouring it on to Greer, right? Um, Flores is, it takes over the team, okay? It's, it's his team. He's a first-year coach and whatnot, right? I mean, look at the pedigree that he comes from, right? He comes from Belichick. He comes from the Saban-Belichick regime in love with Alabama. You're going to have a hard time telling me that Brian Flores and his connections with, with Saban, Alabama, and Bill Belichick were not on board with Tua, Jalen Waddell. I mean, there's just too many picks that are coming. Hi, uh, 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 Minka Fitzpatrick. There's just too many guys coming from there. That for me to believe that that Brian Flores is completely against these picks and that it was all Greer, like he's trying to separate himself. I ain't buying it. I believe that he was as much on board. If everybody knew, if everybody knew about Herbert, he would have went first before Burroughs. Okay, let's be honest. You know, no, nobody yeah. thought he was going to be this. You know, stop it. You know, it's easy to say now, but nobody envisioned this guy to be this good. You know, come on. But either way, why are you yeah, saying it now? I don't believe it. Of course. And he really did say that out of his that came from him or some source that said he said it. There's like a thing um, saying that. I couldn't tell you. I mean it was it was the biggest yeah. story last week. Everybody was saying yeah, that, you imagine, know. I mean, I can't imagine he said that. I mean what good does that do? You know, I mean, if he did don't, say no. that, he should be fired the next minute. He should be no, fired. I think he did say it. I don't even think he denied it. I don't even think he denied it. So yeah, I just, think it, that just means he's a, he's a, that just means he's a terrible coach. Uh, if he said that, that's stupid. You know, even if you feel that way and you and you believe that, you don't say it. You're coaching the other guy. You know? Well, what did I say last week? What did I say about it last week? Yeah. It it's almost yeah, like he wants to make the separation. So that, you know, yeah. if this doesn't work out, he kind of has that separation to He's move forward. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's going to work. But I also think, Rich, and I told you this, I don't think there's going to be a change there unless it really, really gets bad. And I told you, like, I don't think, I don't think he goes anywhere. Well, I think, you, you know, you look at end result. Uh, I don't know that, like, Five and twelve, I think he may still be there. Now I can't speak for Chris Greer. There will be changes, obviously, if, you know, if it's that bad. But but don't think you're going to get like a, a, a six and eleven season, and all the heads are going to roll, and you're going to get this new coach in there. I don't know that you are. I think that the way the organization's run with, I, I think that he's going to. Like I said that, that nothing's going to change until this team's sold. Yeah. It's not going to change. But you still have the same moron making the decision who the next coach is. You know? I wouldn't let him pick my nose, never mind the next coach. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's the same. You know, it's basically what the, the same. Know? What was he going to call? Was well, that guy from the Chiefs again? What's his name? He's about 98 years old. Maybe Peterson, he can so, find another coach for Carl, Peterson. Carl, yeah. Peters, Carl, Carl, Carl Peterson? Peterson? Yeah. Maybe he can get him. Him and Tannenbaum can find another coach for us. That would work. It's amazing. <laughs> well, why don't you, what, you know, why don't you call Serena and Venus Williams? Maybe they can help you out. Break. We'll be right back. Second and nine and throwing sideline, and he has the record. Irving Flyer on the catch. San Marino has now thrown for more yards than anyone else in the history 
of the National Football League. Hey, this is Dan Marino. You're listening to the Pacatello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Dolphins Legend Show. You got Pat Catello and Rich Ranzan coming at you. We'll bring you up to the Monday night football game, which tonight is the uh, Colts uh, traveling to the Ra- Ravens. So uh, there's that. And then uh, just a reminder, you can catch us uh, right on iTunes. Just go right to the iTunes store. You can get our latest episodes delivered right on your phone each week uh, when they're done. And uh, check any past episodes as well. You can send us any questions or comments to Show at yahoo.com. So, Rich, as you were saying uh, about, you know, Herbert, um, the big uh, the big article, you know, Mike Lombardi, who you know from 
all uh, you know the NFL Network shows and that, and he was the Cleveland Browns GM. Right. He he came out and he bashed Chris Greer and said, you know, I don't know how this guy has a job. No, it doesn't make any sense that he he has a job. And and you know he talked about all the things we talked about with all the picks, and and then he talked about you know just the Tua pick, and he he is you know very against Tua. He said that looking at Herbert and Tua, there's no way that you would ever pick. Tua over him, and he went on to say that um, that it's basically was you know it's the Lee Steinberg PR machine that that made Tua what he is. That Lee Steinberg's the greatest marketer of all time, and and it wasn't even close. And you know, and like you said, everybody jumps on Herbert now, and uh, but that that's where he went with this, and and just basically said that is Tua going to be a fifth, uh, top fifteen quarterback in the league? And the answer is absolutely not. So. Obviously, he's very down on Tua, but that that's where this came from, and and you know, and, and and who knows? I mean, obviously, he may be applying for the job, you know. So you take it from yeah, where who it comes. Knows? I, you know, it's, it's, yeah, right. I mean, it's it's not a fair comparison right now. I mean, we don't even know what Tua has yet. He's seven and three as a starter. Okay, you know, other than that Buffalo where he got hurt, he's played one game this year. You know what? What do you and, have? We still don't. And know. also, Rich last year. should be said seven and three, seven and three. Uh, Flores' record without Tua is is just abysmal. Oh, it's it seven is. and three with Tua. It's abysmal without him. So that's a good point. Yep. But go ahead. You know, so you don't really know what you have there. You really don't. I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. You know how, how this is now. I don't think they're calling the right place for this guy. I don't think they're letting him run, do his do his thing. You know, they don't let him roll out. I think there's a big problem there. And let's be honest, the end of last year, he had no receivers left. Like Isaiah Ford was the number one. There was no one left. So you know, what did you expect the guy to do last year? Yeah. You know, we were down at the nothing. It's just yeah. I don't know. I've never seen so, even close so much abuse to a guy like this. It's unbelievable. You know. And, and again, that comes where they said, like, the guy hasn't had a chance. I mean, you know, the, no, like, the, the, the guy really has not had a chance. And everybody jumps down his throat. I mean, he, he, even you know the success me. that he I had. Wasn't in love with, you know me. I wasn't in love with Tua. You know that. You know? I, and it was right. more, I was more concerned about the, you know, the two ankle injuries and that horrible hip injury he had in college, you know? But, like, sure. you know, anybody to say he's, like, you know, he gets hurt too much. I mean, really, a blindside hit and gets cracked ribs. That's that means he's hurt too much. Yeah, that's, that's another thing that Lombardi said. Lombardi said he's he's injury prone. He's been injury prone his entire career. Not injury, uh, that's not an injury prone hit. I mean, come on, man, that's stupid. I mean, no. is Gronkowski injury prone now too? Because he he got right. lit up like that and he got punctured lung. That's really his fault. You know, come on. That has nothing to do with anything. No, unless unless there is unless there is a problem with his problem tip or there is a problem, you know, again with his ankles or or the previous injuries have caused another oh, unless there's something to there, then everything else is out the window. If he, you know, this you know, injury time. prone Yeah, this is the first time he's been hurt in the NFL, guys. I mean, you know, he hasn't had an injury since, you know, college, okay? And getting hit by by your dog line missing a block and getting crushed like that does not make you injury prone. Yeah. Right? I mean, no, that's, that's fair. Stupid. That's very fair, I yeah. Can't, 
I can't stand the narrative. It's like it's like the dopey media when they harp on a lie and a lie and a lie until until it's the truth. You know, I can't stand it. It's like they think everybody's yeah. stupid. Yeah, no, I, I hear where your frustration's coming from. There's no doubt about it. I think that, you know, uh, and I've said this earlier, but it, I see Tua as so controlled, and they're just so on him that I don't see anybody succeeding that way. I just don't. And unless you have, like, a, you know, I understand Mac Jones is, is in a system controlled, but, you know, you, you don't have Josh McDaniel, you know? And so unless no. you let this kid just be relaxed and make plays and play and make mistakes and be free, you're never going to get to the level of a, a franchise quarterback with him. And, and that's why you drafted him. I mean, you drafted well, you him see, so high. Here, here's a perfect example. I'm watching San Diego yesterday, okay? And I think Herbert got a ball batted down or or picked or something. And, you know, they, his backup's Chase Daniel. You know, and Chase Daniel was right in his ear, talking to him. We don't have that. You know? We no, don't have I a, mean, a, you know, one, one of those veteran guys who acts like a coach. That, you had you know, it last year. You had it last year. Of course we did. Of course we did. And that's – and look, if you couldn't get him back, you should have got somebody like him to, you know, to back up to it. You know? It's, you know, like, what, what did, what did uh, Brisket get you besides four losses? Nothing. You know? Yeah. Well, no, 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 that's another, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, stop there, stop there a second. That's another one of my points. Where does the pedigree come from? Trace back to Brissette. Who's the common denominator? It's Flores. I understand it. Yes, I understand. You can't separate him from these decisions. I'm not buying it. No, I know. It, it, There's no way he brought exist. him in without, there's no way they brought him in by accident. There's no way. You're 100% right. You know, I understand if Fitzpatrick got a big contract. I understand that. You know, and, and maybe you say you couldn't, you 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 couldn't uh, sign him. But I think he would have taken less to stay in Miami. I think he wanted to stay there. That. I think he wanted to go somewhere to play. I don't. I, and you know, he found a place that wanted to start him. I don't think he would have came here to be. That a came after player. though. That came after the negotiations. No, not though. really. Not, not really. really. No. Washington told him he could start. Yeah, I know he did. He did. But Smith. that came, but that yeah. came after the Dolphins were done. That came after the Dolphins were done with him. Yeah, but he didn't want. He, he said he didn't want to be a backup anymore. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I, I guess if you say so, I don't remember it going down quite like that. I remember him with his family and wanting to stay, but okay, if that's the case, then you couldn't keep him. I don't know who else you get then. I mean, I really don't know what other veteran guy is out there backing up that you would like. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Most of the guys that are veteran guys like that, you can't stand. I mean, you know, you wouldn't want a Cam Newton, and you wouldn't want, um, you know, some of these other guys that you just can't stand, like we've seen, and you said he's still in the NFL. Remember that? I don't remember who that was, but... Um, Gino you know. Smith. Yeah, well, him too, yeah. But, uh, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just I don't know what the answer is there, but this certainly doesn't seem like the answer in Jacoby Brissett. And, you know, and, and if you watch that, we watch some of that Texans game, and who's that new quarterback? Davis Mills, is that his name? He, yeah. he is playing free. I mean, you yeah. can see they're I giving know. him more of an opportunity to shine. 
You know, he's I given know. the opportunity to go make plays, throw interceptions, and, you know, learn from them and just be free. I don't see that with Tua. Like, let him go. You drafted him because you thought he could be a stallion, right? Let him run. Let him yeah, try exactly. to become one of the great quarterbacks in the league. You didn't draft yeah, him so he could be Trent Dilfer. No, I know. It's ridiculous. It absolutely. But, you know, it goes back that, you know, this two offensive coordinator nonsense that we have, you know, it's just it's just ridiculous, these guys. Got it's, two, you got none. It makes no sense at all. And remember what I said last week, Rich. You're going to have a hard time finding any coordinator worth their salt coming to this no, sinking ship. For this guy. Of course not. They don't, unless they, don't unless they think they're going to take over. Unless they think they're yeah. going to get a head coaching job, and then you're looking at, right. you know, just basically a rebellion all the way through, and that doesn't work. No. So, you know, you're in a bad spot here because I don't think that the coordinators and coaches that Flores has around him are really that high level. I mean, yes, the talent is no. not performing on the field, but I'll go through the talent with you, and there's some talent there. You're not going to tell me there's not. I mean, I think Gusecki is one of the top catch, tight ends in football. Is I think, he top I three? Think we, have no, of, but, we have a lot of good skill positions on, on offense. A lot. You know, I, I think we only, have, we only have one running back. That's the problem. You know, that, you know, other than Gaskin, the other two, you know, I have no use for. And, you know, the, the line stinks. But our receiver core and the tight ends are fine. There's not, that's not an issue. The, the problem I have is our defense can't stop anything. And especially when they have to. They have not gotten off the field on an important third down all year. They're just terrible. Some of this has to be coaching. Some of it has to be coaching. 100%. I mean, you got Xavier Howard, who really, I defend him a lot of times. I think he's he's a great corner, one of the best. He mailed it in yesterday. Now, Antonio Brown is is as good as he gets. He dogs it a lot, man. He he is like a he is a prima donna. When he doesn't want to play, man, he dogs it. It's he mailed it in yesterday. I don't know what he benefits yep. from that, but Antonio Brown took him to school. And I told you yep. all along, you used to downplay how good Brown is. Brown is as, Brown is the best receiver in football when he's when he's on. He's so good. Third, he's their third guy. Well, that's the third receiver. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that he really is the third receiver anymore. I mean, Evans is – you know how I feel about Evans. Evans is a Hall of Fame receiver right. too. I mean, they, they are stacked. Yep, I know. But, I, know. They, I mean, he's just – he got – and it's not just Antonio Brown. I mean, he looked terrible against the Colts. Yeah, you know, know they, they're just playing really bad. I mean, you have a corner that was drafted super high that's not even on the field. You know what the problem is? They play with no emotion. There's nothing. They, they just the, the whole team looks like they nail it in, you know. It looks like they don't give a shit, you know. They really don't, you know. That's Rich, what, don't you that's think? The perception you get. Don't you think it stems back to the the yeah. relationship with Flores, though? I mean, I, I really I look at this and I don't know. I, I I'm not in there. I don't think that this. I don't think that the connection with Flores and his players is really uh, tight right now. I don't think they're really. No. They feel like they're pieces of meat, I think, because that's the way the organization yep. treats them. 
for lack of a better word. I mean, I think they treat them like numbers. And, uh, you know, it only works if you win. I mean, Belichick crossed that plank a few times. Lawyer Malloy, I believe, a couple times, right? And they rebelled, yep. but they win and they get over it. But, you know, but you had Tom Brady in there. And Tom Brady's not going to allow that slip. And you had Ted Bruschi yep. in there. You know, you had guys that were such leaders. So, you know, you don't have that on this team right now. And the guy that you drafted to be your leader, you've done anything but give him confidence to be your leader. Yeah, with all the Sean Watson talk and everything else. And it's still going on, and you know that that's going to happen if there's any way to do it. You know that that you know that if this guy was eligible, possibly to play, he would be here. I mean, I just think that that is so in line to to where they're going with this. But I just think there's other problems besides that. You know, even if you had a quarterback of that caliber that could play, that would band-aid a lot. But there's still going to be problems. Well, and, you know, going, you need, it keeps going like it's going. We'll be in the quarterback mix in the draft again. You know, we'll be a top two pick coming if it keeps going like this. Yeah, I mean, if, will you be that high? If you're that high, there'll be a change. Yeah, but yeah. but again, you get all these picks. It's what you do with them. I said that when you, draft, when you traded Tunzel and Fitzpatrick. Of course it is. Yeah. Look how long Detroit's been crap. You know, they have five picks every year. They just do anything, you know? I mean, come on. You know? But you know what? If you look at Detroit, right, they lost the game on a 68-yard field goal, 66-yard field goal, for the record. Yeah. And then they lost the game yeah. in a last-second field goal in 30 seconds on the clock. The team gets the ball. I mean, that's two yeah. games they should have won. Yeah, I got to give them credit. They're, they're a snake-bitten organization, but Campbell, I mean, they, they are losing games in the worst possible way. The Miami Dolphins yeah. are getting blown out left and right. They're getting blown yeah, out by teams that don't even yeah. play well the week before. The Colts, well, the Colts didn't even win the game. Yeah, the Colts, yeah, I know. <laughs> that, was a, that was an absolute disgrace, losing to them like that. At home, too, remember. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. Like, you, you can lose to good teams, but, uh, I mean, that game was just terrible. And that's why I say everything's going to fall on this Jacksonville game. And, it, yeah. and it, they're building something. Remember, we're building something. We're going we're, we're looking to be like the Patriots, and we're going to be competitive every year. Yeah, how's that working out for you? Yeah, something special, right? Building something special. Oh, something special. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, quick break. Last break. Right, it's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. This is Don Nottingham, former Miami Dolphin. You're listening to Pat Catello's Miami Dolphin Legend Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello.
Okay, welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, joined alongside Rich Van Zandt as we come to the final stretch here. And uh, like I said, we'll take you up to that Monday night football game and then uh, kind of give you a, a little pregame to next week's game. But, you know, Rich, and you're not going to like this because I know how you are, but, um, you know, it's time to face facts right now. And the bottom line is this Buffalo Bills team is really good. They're the best team in football right now. And I understand the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they're a different kind of team. They won the Super Bowl. They're going to be there again. Um, right now, this this team went into Kansas City, where they lost in the championship game, made a statement last night. They're getting better and better. We're getting worse and worse. This Buffalo team is one of the better teams that I've seen them have in, in a long, long time. This team has a real, real shot at not only a Super Bowl, but a championship. So uh, take that from where it comes, but they're in their same division. And I've said it all the while, you know, we sat back and we watched the Patriots all these years. And now, at the blink of an eye, we're seeing the Patriots turn over and the Buffalo Bills immediately picking up to this level. That's aggravating, especially when you've had so many picks and chances that just shows you how inept your organization is. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, if it wasn't for the Jets, we'd be the worst team in the league. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean. It's, you know, it's, it's disheartening. It really is. But, you know, you know, the fish sticks from the head. And it's never going to change until that man sells the team because he has no idea how to run a football organization. He has no business being an owner. And, you know, this decision you left us with something. I'm telling you. He did some <laughs> job on this organization on the way out the door. You know, it's bad enough he stuck us with one step after, you know, after Jimmy Johnson. But go on, right, man, right. did he leave? Us, did he leave us a gem at the end? Yeah, I mean that whole, you know, the way that whole thing went back. It's amazing you were going back that far, but I mean, you know, it, it, it's almost like we never recovered from the Shula turnover, which we haven't. And then, you know, no. with Jimmy, with Jimmy coming in. Uh, it was one thing, okay, some success, however you want to argue that, but the bottom line is um, going out the door caused so much damage. It just yep. caused so much damage because it kept the Wanstat regime, like you said, and then, you know, uh, that just, you know, wound up turning into, okay, you had Parcells, giving it life in Sperano, but really he clashed with Ireland. He was mailing it in. He wound up leaving you the same way in disarray. I mean, he, he got out and the team was in shambles then. And that and then Cam Cameron and, you know, and then you're on to uh, Philbin, Gase. I mean, Saban. think about that. Forget about Saban. About Saban, yeah, about. Saban, Saban, yeah. absolutely, yes. Saban was Saban was after Wanstad. That that came before yep. Parcells. So and, yep. and it, listen, it, you know, I know that Hazenga wanted, you know, he he wanted that kind of guy. So he he went after Saban um, because he was used to having Shula and then Jimmy Johnson, and then of course he he. He stayed with Wanstat, but then he went after a top, top coach. Um, for whatever it's worth, I honestly believe that if Nick Saban stayed in Miami, they would have been a competitive team. 
I think they would have. They were on their verge of that. They made a monumental mistake quarterback-wise. But if he would have stayed for for the duration and and taken the lumps, he would have stabilized his team. But the bottom line is, you know, he took an offer and and something that was going to be much better for him. And and then you look at that, and, and that team was just left in a terrible situation after that. So all these starting overs are just, you know, you can't survive that. Um, it's brutal. You really can't. You really can't. I mean, you, you're not going to get the one in 50. You're not going to get the results of 2008 without Cam Cameron coming in. Because you kind of needed Cam Cameron to come in to sit in the ship while it sank to the bottom, if you will. For instance, yep. if Bill Parcells and Sperano took over in 2007 after Saban, they wouldn't have had the same success they had the first year. It would have been much harder. Uh, you, to wouldn't do. Have the, you wouldn't have had the one in 15 schedule for the next year. You wouldn't have the draft and picks. You know, there's right. a lot of things that come that. Exactly. You know? So, so they capitalized on that, and then you know, and then that slowly went downhill for whatever reasons. That, and I always said the third year is the hardest. You know, five and and, and and eleven or whatever. You know, uh, Flores won. You know, won five games or whatever it was. I think five in his first year. So, you know, okay, nobody went on him. Everybody said, you know, it's first year. We're fine with that. You do what you got to do. You could have won three games. You got you got a free pass. And then the next year had had a really solid season last year. You know, with the 10 win, I mean, really solid. But I always said it's easier to get from there to 10. The hardest jump is from 10 to the next year. That's the hardest jump. Well, remember, and, remember when Ross made that big speech, he tore everything down, and we're not going to do the same things twice. No, because he does the same thing 100 times in a row. Remember, he yeah. tore it down, saved all this money. We're not going to just keep signing old free agents, right? We're back in the same spot again. So what are you're, exactly, you're in exactly the same spot, and depending on you know how this ends, I mean you're gonna you're gonna be in, in exactly the same spot, and uh, you know obviously it's gonna fall on you know what you have in your quarterback, um, but if you know it, like I said, the hardest thing well, is to get over this. Home. All the pressures on him now. This team stinks. You know this guy's not Dan Marino coming in. You know, you're right. <laughs> so, I, you know, and all the pressure is going to be in him. So he's like, it's like he's being set up to fail at this point. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, Rich, and I always say, this is why I always argue with you with the, uh, you know, uh, uh, with the uh, uh, suck for luck. And you said, you said Ross was on the ta- tank for two mentality. I don't remember that, but if you say he was, I'm sure he was. Um, you cannot have that mentality and come out of that. It, you never will. If you have that mentality as an organization, you will never survive that. The only reason, the only reason that you can survive that is when you have somebody the caliber of a Peyton Manning that comes in to your organization. That's the only reason. And don't for a second underestimate the fact that even though you hear, you know, the sound bites uh, a million times with, Playoffs, playoffs. You know he he was a, a, a he was a decent coach for a rookie to to get some stabilization. And then Tony Dungy coming in there, you know, I mean that's huge. You put that combination together and, and you're going to win. 
you know. But unless you get somebody like that, you're never going to get out of that kind of mentality that you can lose, lose, lose to get somebody to be your savior. It's not going to work. You don't see those guys. I mean, those guys, they come along once in, a, you know, in, in 30 years if you're lucky enough to find them in the right situation. And Marino is one of those guys. And, you, you know, you're not going to get that. And so when, when your owner, like you said, your owner had that kind of tank for Tua mentality, if that's the case, you're never going to survive that. You need to move along then because you'll never survive that. Regardless of whether that will be better for you in the long run, you will never survive that mentality, Rich. Never. Good organizations don't do that. They just don't do that. We're not a good organization. We're a terrible organization. That's my point. I mean, that's my point. You know, look at all the ones that have turned around. You show me one. Think about it. But how long is Ross on this team? Well, he's part-owned it a lot longer than you think. He was part owner in the 90s, I think. Yeah. I think he had a piece of this back, way, way back with Azenga, like a small partnership. Yeah. But certainly in the early 2000s. But I think even before that, he had like... This guy has not won a playoff game in this And then in like 2008, 2009, or something like that, yeah, he, he took over completely. No, never won a playoff game. No, that's ne- really yeah. a disgrace. You Maybe know, he should start dancing around with like an umbrella, like the guy with the stains. At least he got a yeah, ball yeah, actually, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never thought I'd see that. <laughs> I could see, I could see that right now. Trophy. That, that was a shocker, you know. But that was partly our fault too. <laughs> they never would have had dreams sure. if it wasn't for us, you know. Sure, sure. There's yeah. no doubt about that. We got the Saints. We got the Saints a Lombardi Trophy. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's <laughs> it's really true, though. I mean, it, you know, yeah. you you have to get that piece, and especially now, you have to. Oh, by the but, way, by, by the way, Jalen Phillips. I saw him pile on twice yesterday. Great, yeah. great draft pick. I do a little clap there. Najee Harris had 87 yards in the first half yesterday, okay, for the Steelers, okay, carrying that team, okay. Boy, hate to be right again, folks, but, you know, yeah, yeah. keep going with your defensive ends that quit college football. That's a great pick, guys. Good job. If if you had Najee Harris right now, though, where would this team be? They're winning another game, you think? I wouldn't have to look at Malcolm Brown. How about that? <laughs> yeah. No, I hear it. I, I hear you. Actually, Jalen Phillips, he had his he had his best game yesterday. That was his best game, right? He had a, he had a sack finally, and and some other. Yeah, he had a sack uh, yeah. and he piled off twice and tried to get the sack coming up and celebrating. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I know. Oh, boy. Did the quarterback just run right into him though? Somebody else was chasing him, and he kind of just like, ran into him for the sack. Uh, well, I don't no, think what happened was, like, was I don't think anybody was going to he was going to do a sack dance after that one. Well, what happens was he went to punch Brady in the head, and Brady ducked down, yeah. and he missed him. Yeah, right. <laughs> he, he missed him. Yeah. yeah, it was a total whiff. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he yeah. totally whiffed yeah. on it. He got a sack out of that. That was good. Brady don't go down. Yeah. It's a 15 yard penalty and a first down. But that was the he first. Ducked that it. was the first sack I ever seen that was no contact other than straight hand and Favre. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For the record. Yeah, for the record. Uh, 
So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just yeah. I I just can't believe that we have to wake up at nine thirty in the morning on Sunday to watch this. (laughs) Right now, in fact, it is ridiculous. Uh, It really is ridiculous. I don't understand why. Uh, yeah, lifelong Dolphin fans have to wake up at 9.30 in the morning so people in England can go see the game at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That makes no sense to me. I, 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 it's absolutely ridiculous. Thank, thanks a lot, Goodell. Yeah, it's a great, great thing. Another another little clap. Great job. <laughs> yeah, you know why. We're off the stream on Amazon or anything, right? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, no. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> I see you Pretty soon you have to watch it on a tablet. You know, you won't be able to get it on a regular TV. <laughs> yeah. What does that do for them? Do you understand? What does that possibly do for anybody? Let's make the game harder to watch. Does that does that help anybody out? Well, I guess they're getting uh, all the money up front from these places, yeah. and so yeah, I mean, I guess that's what it comes down to, right? But you're making the game harder to to, to watch. That's that's a great thing. What a what a marketing <laughs> genius thing that is. I know. So ridiculous. I know. It's getting tougher and tougher. It really is. You know? They don't make it easy. They really don't. And Well, that's why I got so yeah. aggravated like, when I see Buffalo, Rich, because they were in the same position, and they turned this yeah. thing around. I mean, yeah. you know, out of, you're not even the next team in the division to do something good. Well, they got okay, the Patriots. Oh, they got an ownership group that cares, though. That's the, the thing. You know, wouldn't they own the yeah. Maple Leafs or something? These guys, you know, they got an ownership group that cares. You know, and and yeah. they came in there. They got football people to run the team. They made a good coaching decision. They made, you know, they they made they hit a home run with the with the quarterback. You know, the first two years didn't look good, but year three, you know, th- this guy, you know, looks like the real deal. You know, the yeah. last year yeah. or this year, you know. He's going into the year four now, and the guy looks like he's, you know, looks like he's, you know, stabilization and a really good quarterback. You know, right. but, you know, we, we keep, like I said, what's it called when you keep making the same dumb mistake over and over again? Insanity. What's the word for that? Yeah, Insanity. So. Yeah. Insanity or, or just, you know, plain stupidity. You know, that's, you know. You know, the, the thing is, dude, when you're arrogant, you don't see your mistakes. You know, you think you're above everything. See that you're, you're making, you know, you think whatever you do is great. But, you know, they don't look at the results on the field, though. I, I really don't think they care. I think they all they care about is is the money coming in. Uh, and I'm, I'm convinced about that. You yeah, know, yeah. And you can't win like that. You're not going to win like that. You never will. You know? So I hope no, we'll happy, it. you know. You can celebrate all his right. 90th birthday, like, you know. You know, in style. You know, because you did a great, you did a great job for the, for the Dolphin organization. You took an organization that was proud, and one of the most elite. Remember, we used to be the toughest team to beat on Monday Night Football. Now we're not even on Monday Night yeah. Football. Yeah, you know? yeah, That's a good point. That's you know, a good point. You that's exactly took this right. Proud franchise and drove it into the dregs of the league. You know, that's good. Good job, Stephen. You did a great job. You know, go build well, eighteen more buildings, man. You know. Well, that's the mentality, like I'm telling you. Like, you yeah. tell me an organization that has that suck for luck, tank for tour mentality that has then become successful after that. And I'm not yeah. even sure that the Colts had that. I don't think they did. 
But if they did, so they're they the only stunk. one, and that's because of yeah. Peyton Manning. They just stunk. Exactly. They just stunk. But, yeah. but if, if, you know, other than that, you show me the team. The Jets had that. The Jets had that. Yeah. Where are they? I mean, you cannot have that and survive it. You can't. Because it just goes to show you, you know, where where you're at. Uh, that's all I got. Get yourself some I don't sleep. have any more. I really don't. I mean, we, I, let me tell you one thing. We lose this game, <laughs> this team is a joke. You know, it really is. 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning. Yeah, 9.30 a.m. Yeah. yeah. Ruin the whole day, too. How the hell are you supposed to watch football from 9.30 in the morning until midnight? You know? I know. Uh, Do they have any clue that most football fans watch through the 8 o'clock game? Anyway, that's like, it's like walking a double shift. Insane. We'll see you next Monday for the results. Stay tuned. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Took a look down a westbound road right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own voice. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power off. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar. 